Hey, it's Kylie and welcome to 49 Days to Stretch My Soul. After a week of love, it's time to learn what it looks like to be disciplined and restrained. Life without boundaries is chaotic, which brings us to week two of the Omer, Gvura, traditionally understood as discipline and restraint. To help me understand Gvura is our guiding light through this period, Dasi Zar, co-director of Chabad House Bowery's young professional branch, Kila Satid, and Sfirata Omer expert. Hey, Dasi. Hi. <laughs> We're one week in. Yeah. How was Chesed for you? Hard. <laughs> hard. Yeah. What was so hard. hard about it? What is hard about it is letting go of myself and what I think is right and being open and flexible and letting go of ego and mm. ego-based love and like that expansiveness that comes with that. Really hard. Yeah. What you said just now is the whole foundation. And I think once you really hone in on that, the rest gets a lot easier. Which is why I'm excited about this week, which is Gavura, which I understand as discipline and restraint, which is something that I struggle with. I think because of the first week, I think because of that self-trust, self-love. But tell me about Gavura. Yeah, Gavura I find to be even harder than Chesed because Chesed is like we hit the pedal, we're going and then we have to hit the brakes. And it's like, bro, I just started moving and getting into my flow. And now I need to find my restraint, find my boundaries, and find my parameters. Because that's what it is. It's boundaries. It's the box around which things exist. Exactly. It's the container. It's really the container for the flow. You can't operate with just flow. You have to know where you start and when you stop. Because otherwise, that's when you have— that's when you have dysfunction and imbalance. So everything needs to have lanes. You have your chesed lane, but you really can't veer off too far because then you're not really in your space anymore. Mm. So probably the hardest thing about chesed is how do I know when to push the brakes and figuring out where my parameters are and really establishing them? Usually that's where it's most tricky Gvura is actually so much harder for me. I'm like good with the flow. But once yeah. it comes into Gvura space, it's yeah. like a whole other world. Especially for me, I find myself being more of like the feminine qualities of flow. But then I also have this type A side of me yeah. that needs to know where I'm going, that needs to have a plan. Yeah. So the truth is my, my Gvura side also does surface in those ways. But I shame that part of me mm-hmm. hard. Because I prefer the the flowy part. Like, I feel like that's the right way to be. Mm-hmm. And then the control structure, it, it's like confining. And that contradicts that flexible side. So better to just like err on the side of flexible and shut down that other part. Yeah. Yeah. We usually like are on one side or the other side. It's that center line, which we're going to get to next week, that is the goal. But really, before we can get there, we have to know where those parameters are. And I think that we have people in our lives, like I know for me, my mother-in-law is super type A. Mm. We're really, really close. But I remember there was a time where it was really hard for me because she is so plan-oriented. She needs to know what she's doing, when she's doing it, exactly what the order of things are. And it was really hard for me in the beginning because it was like, I'm not like that. Yeah. 
I had so much resistance. But over time, I realized that's so important and so necessary to be productive, to be efficient. So I really take cues from her. We need to look at the people in our lives who maybe are more organized than us, who are a little bit more leaning towards the type A and say like, how can I integrate some of that into my life? Like where in my day can I have a better schedule? How can I use my time most efficiently? And the truth is afterwards we feel a lot better because we're like, whoa, I just got shiz done, you know? Creating the flow, with that comes the parameters of where do I draw my lines? And it's hard, man. But by the way, when we establish our boundaries, it's a sign of self-respect. Mm. And that also reflects outwards of like, oh, Dossie, let's say I came on time. I don't think I came on time. Dossie <laughs> came on time. So this is Dossie. And I'm not going to cross that boundary because she's spoken into what's important for her, mm. what she's trying to create, who she wants to be, and how she wants to show up in the world. So I'm going to value that versus kind of not really expressing what's important to us, where our hard lines are, what our values are, right? When those are all kind of blurry, then we also get frustrated. It creates a lot of inner frustration. Like, why did that happen? Why did he say that? Why did my boss speak to me that way? There's an aspect of creating those boundaries within self that actually help us in our interpersonal relationships, I think. And I see how this builds perfectly on to what came before. Like, you need to have that love in order to do that. Ah, the genius of the Jewish tradition, some might (laughs) say. Like, it just builds. And next week, I'm sure we'll also build on this. And this makes sense as a building block. It's for sure the thing that I struggle with the most, in large part tied to that first thing. Like, it's tied to that self-acceptance, expansiveness, love through that work. I feel I feel more open to scheduling mm. part of my day or giving time to things because I value them and because they're important and because I'm important, therefore they're yes. important. Yes, exactly. Those boundaries are so important in creating self-respect. And I think they come so in handy when we're when we're building love relationships. Yeah. Right. A love relationship also needs to have the boundaries. Right. We also yeah. sort of need to know like this is what's important to me and being able to speak into that. And I think our, like our, we have love relationships. I have love hate relationships, but one day <laughs> they will be love relationships with the things that I write. Mm-hmm. And like those things that we put, I think Aristotle talks about how the things that you put effort into are the things that you love. Mm-hmm. And so you love, like a sculptor loves his sculpture because he created it, he molded it, he took his inner potential and manifested it. Mm-hmm. That creates that love. And the sculpture will never love the creator back. I mean, it's also a sculpture. But what you create or what you give to mm. will never love you the same way that you love it. My dog does not love me the same way that I love my dog because right. my dog does not give me nearly as much as right. I give my dog. Right. Wow. But I think that love can be cultivated towards anything. And the boundaries with that are probably the key to having a healthy relationship with whatever it is that you create. Wow, that's wild. Actually, like you said the word love. In Hebrew, the word love is ahava. And the root word have means to give, which Mm. is exactly what you're saying. What you give to is what you really love. But how do you know when to stop? How do you know when to create the boundary? You know, it's not just love, right? Actually, King David said that when you express discipline, that's actually an attribute of love because 
you wouldn't make a boundary with something you don't love. Yeah. Boundaries are also an aspect of showing love. Yeah. One day I'm going to say this is not the hardest thing. This is so easy. We're not there yet. Um, <laughs> but I look forward to hopefully being there next week as we take on the next thing. And we'll see how this week goes, how cultivating discipline and boundaries yeah. works out for me. Have a great week. Thank you. <laughs> I'm learning that to do anything well, you have to create boundaries around it. That doesn't come naturally to me, but we'll see what a week of Gvora looks like and where I wind up. Tomorrow, I'm going to read some Stephen Sondheim to see if he can help. Until then, I'm Kylie Unell, and this is 49 Days to Stretch My Soul. Days to Stretch My Soul is a production of Tablet Studios. The show is hosted by me, Kylie Unell, and is produced and edited by Daron Ruske, Josh Cross, Quinn Waller, Robert Scaramuccia, and Sara Fredman Ader. Our team includes Stephanie Butnick, Leah Leibovitz, Mark Oppenheimer, and Tanya Singer. Please go rate us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps other people discover the show. For more of me, you can follow at Kylie Unell on Instagram. For more information about this or any other of Tablet's podcasts, visit tabletmag.com slash podcasts.